Welcome to the Vineyard. Glad to have you with us. Welcome to those of you joining us online. Glad to have you with us as well on a uh, sort of a cool morning here in the Keys. It's up to 64 now. So, uh, so you know, so last weekend I was actually wearing long pants, which I don't normally do. And people said, well, how come you're not wearing long pants this weekend? I'll tell you exactly the difference. Last weekend when I left to come to church, it was 59 degrees. Anything under 60 gets pants. This morning it was 61. Shorts. That's easy, right? Make your lives simple. Have very defining things and just live by them. So, that's how it works. So, uh, shorts today, which is good. We are continuing a series uh, called Keep in Step. And this series... So, you know, series have a... Usually they have a point... We've, behind them when we start them. Last, the big one that we did just before this was the foundational series. It was so you could hear the entire story and how it all fit together. Coming out of that one, this one then was my encouragement for you to read through the Bible. I want you to read, that's right, this is what I'm talking about, some excitement. Yes! Preach it. I, the, the number of believers who haven't read through the Bible is significant. And so, uh, and it's not that you've never looked at it or read parts of it or you don't read it all the time. But a lot of people, a lot of believers haven't read it through. Uh, and I want to encourage you to do that. It's the only way you're going to get to a whole bunch of the stuff. And now that you know the bigger story, it should really open up for you and Holy Spirit will illuminate to you. And then you can figure out how to apply it to your life. So we went back into Deuteronomy and I started talking about the word back then. It needs to get into your heart, be your heartbeat, into your minds, move into your lives and we built on that, and then after doing that for several weeks, I said, look, let's look at the book of Galatians together. So I want you to see how you can, now that you know the bigger story, you can weave the story through what you're reading, and then you should be able to see how it applies into your life. And so that's what we've been doing as we've looked through the book of Galatians together. And we've really, you know, we've covered some neat things. Last week we were in Galatians 4, and we talked about Abba Father, and we looked at the Exodus story again, because that's in there, and how it, you know, impacts us. And today we're going to be in Galatians 5, and what we're going to be talking about today is, is what it means to be fully human, genuinely human. And so that's the idea behind today, and I'll tie more of that together as we get into it this week. But uh, that means it's bad joke time. These are apparently very, very bad, which brings me great joy. Why won't you ever see the gingerbread man cry? Because he is one tough cookie. It's funny. My wife doesn't agree with me because she has it. She doesn't think gingerbread are tough. They're tough. They cry. Anyway, I have to explain all of these, which makes it even better for me. The coin machine at the U.S. Mint stopped working without explanation. It just doesn't make sense. This is the, you have to listen to this. Some of the younger people are getting this one, but I get a lot of blank looks. I just attended a friend's 60-second birthday party. He said hello, blew out his candles, and then it was time to go home. Needs an explanation. 60 seconds. 60 seconds. Ha <laughs> ha! It's my new favorite joke. No. No. It's awesome. The ones you have to explain are your favorite. <laughs> I'm being rushed off the stage. Yes. They did laugh, though. You did get a good laugh, honey. 
on those first two. The third one, when you have to explain it, is it really a good joke? <laughs> I enjoyed the third one the most. Yes, we could tell. And that was, there was a big laugh on the third one, but it was from me on yes, the microphone. I know, I saw that. That's my life, by the way. Which counts. It's a little picture. We desperately need to press into Papa this morning. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Pray with me. Mm. Oh, King Jesus, you are so faithful. And Lord, our hearts long for the day when we can hear that rustle of your robe as you walk by. When we feel the breeze that you, you, when you pass by, Lord. We want to feel those things. We want to know you. Get us ready. Keep getting us ready, Lord, so that we can live each and every day starting right now for you. And still we say, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. Will you stand with me, please, for the reading of the word? The text today is out of the book of Galatians as we continue on in our series with Keep and Step. This is one of my favorite passages because it's one of the very first scriptures I ever learned. Galatians chapter 5, 22 through 26. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Blessed be the word of God. Y'all can be seated. Okay. So remember now, what... We're reading Galatians, and we, we've been talking about the situation that's gone on there, and the big problem is that a lot of Gentile converts have happened to come to know Jesus, and uh, people from the Jerusalem church have shown up, and what they're saying to these new converts is, hey, you've you got to be circumcised, you've got to get under the law. And Paul is saying, no, that's not it at all, that's not what it looks like, and, and then the, the, whole, the whole letter really is about... What does it look like to be part of the family of God? Who's included in the family of God? And, and, and so we've spent time looking at that. Remember, a few weeks ago, I said, you know, the, the family of God is everybody who's come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. When you ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, Holy Spirit comes and dwells in you. Holy Spirit is a deposit guaranteeing your inheritance, the family inheritance. If you have a guaranteed family inheritance, you're part of the family, and that's how it works. And so really, the, the letter is a lot about what does it look like to be the family of God and how are we supposed to live as the family of God and that's kind of really what's going on throughout there and one of the things that's really important in understanding what's happening in Galatians uh, is this idea and the first point it's about being genuinely human what does it look like to to be genuinely human Uh, and last week uh, we were talking about the Exodus, if you remember in the story. And I said there in Galatians 4, there's a couple of verses where Paul's absolutely talking about the Exodus. He talks about redemption, adoption, and inheritance, and that's the Exodus story. And we dove into that. 
And if you remember Exodus, it was God rescuing his people from slavery and bondage. And he rescues them miraculously and brings them through the Red Sea. And then after all of that, he takes them and he speaks to them. After they've been rescued and delivered and saved, if you would, then he speaks to them and he gives them what we know. He gives them the ten words. We, 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 we call them the ten commandments now, but he gives them ten words. And that's not a coincidence because you know your story now. You know in creation God spoke ten times into get things going. And now he's speaking ten times to his people. But the context is important. The ten words, the ten commandments are given to a people who have already been saved, rescued, delivered. Not how to be saved, rescued, and delivered, but to people who have been saved, rescued, and delivered. These are given so that they know how to live. And I said last week, it was so they knew what it meant to be human. What, what, is, what was God, you know, what's the design uh, to be fully human? Uh, because they didn't know. They'd been in a horrible system for 400 years. They didn't really know God very well. And, and the nations didn't know what it was like to be fully human. So God teaches them with these ten words that he gives them, these ten commands, commandments, if you would. And the, the law, those ten commandments, they, they, you know, it's not a bunch of rules. What it is, it's a love document. It's like, this is what love looks like, because that was the heart of God. God is love, and he wants his people and his children to know what that looks like. And if you read the ten words, what you find out is the first three are about loving God, and the last six are about loving others, and number four is about loving yourself. That's the one about Sabbath. That's a whole other discussion, but, but that's how you do it. It means you trust God, and you can rest in him, and all those things, and all that works together. So it's a giant love document. The Ten Commandments. It was never how to get saved, rescued, and delivered. It was never that, because that's something that God does. And, and, but it's, there is a way to live after that happens. And so that's what was introduced at that point in time. Jesus summarized it. Remember what's the most important? He said, love God all in, heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Paul's going to take it down to even one more notch. Galatians 5, 13 through 15. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's what Paul is saying there. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you'll be destroyed by each other. Because that was kind of the tendency was to go after one another instead of learning to love one another. So this is a picture of what it looks like to be genuinely human. To how, how God intended us to live, how he wants us to live, is we're to love God all in and we're to love our neighbor as ourselves. That's the deal. That's what it means to be the family of God. Now, it's difficult to live like that because um, we don't always do it very well, right? We don't, we don't always quite get a hold of that. But now, there's a way for us to live more like that because we're to be led by the Spirit. When you give your life to Jesus, Holy Spirit comes and lives in you and He then empowers you to live more fully human lives. It's the most amazing thing, but that's what he wants to do. He empowers us, so we're to be led by the Spirit. This is what life is supposed to look like. He, he goes on and he says in verse 16, So I say, walk by the Spirit, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh, and they're in conflict with each other, so that you are not... Uh, to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. 
Now, here's where people sort of have some struggles with that. And, and sort of the response has been, well, okay, if I'm not under the law and the law is a moral thing, that means I can just do whatever I feel like. That's what's opened up to me now. And in fact, the big part of the early church got this wrong, and they actually went around teaching that you can, it doesn't matter what your flesh does, because it's not in question here, so just live however you want. Paul's saying, no, 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 that's not what this is all about. That's not where, how it's supposed to live. And, and so you have to tie everything in to the bigger story. And so he'll, he'll say this next chapter as well, but he's already, we've been talking about it. He says, listen, in Christ you're a new creation. You're completely different now than you were before. You live in a, in a brand new sphere that we need to be aware of. We, we've already engaged, we've already begun our eternal life um, in, in this uh, journey. So, so we need to understand that we are now different. And, and, and so it, it changes us. We're not a, who we used to be. We're, we're new people now. And that should impact us. And so it's not about doing whatever we want or whatever's going on. It's about learning to live with him and for him. What does it look like to be the family of God? And, and what Paul is teaching us here is, look, you are more human now, not less human. And then he goes on and he lists... For us, what it looks like to be less human. I'm not going to lose my place, but tech team, I'm, I've lost the ability to change slides and it's gone to the end of the service. I don't know why. So, you're going to have to trust me with this. So, Galatians 5, 19 through 21, says this. And this is what less human living looks like. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, oh, they got it back. Good job. Impurity. And debauchery. That's always a funny word, debauchery. No, no debauchery. <laughs> None of this other stuff either, but idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition. And if I hit yours, go ahead and raise your hand. No, don't do that. There's some people, or you're, if it's your partner, you go, <laughs> selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, that list of things, see, some people go, oh, well, these are the new, this is the new rules Paul's given. We're not under the law, but here's these new rules we have. No. What that list is, those things are dehumanizing. Those things, those activities make you less human, not more human. And that's the direction the enemy wants you to go. He doesn't, that, you know, that's what he wants. But God, we're new creations now. That's not where we find life. That's not the direction that we go in. And so people look at those things, well, here's the new rules about how to get to heaven because it's tagged there with the kingdom of God. Look, when, when he's talking about the kingdom of God there, because those who inherit, those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Oh, see, if you do that, then you're not going to go to heaven. It's not what he's saying. Kingdom of God is different. Remember, the kingdom of God is God's rule. It's his reign. It's his authority. It's what we experience when we come to know Jesus now. The kingdom is here, but not fully here. That's the kingdom of God. And what Paul is saying, listen, if you continue to live the way that you used to, what you're not going to do is experience the full and abundant life that Jesus has come to give us right now. And so we, we're, we're to be more fully human, not 
less human. We're to move into the way of the Lord instead of those dehumanizing things that are back there. Sorry, I had trouble saying that the last time too. But you don't have to do that all on your own. See, Holy Spirit's come now and he empowers us to live this life. And, and he talks about, and Alice read that passage to you, the fruit of the Spirit. Paul said, but the fruit of the Spirit is different. And I like the idea, like he calls it the fruit of the Spirit, because fruit is something that's grown and developed and nurtured and taken care of, and that's what's to be happening in us. This is how the family of God is supposed to live. This is what it looks like for us to, to live in his thing. We're to be developing his fruit. We're new creations now. Everything is different. Our identity has been restored in Christ. We're, we're image bearers once again. We're back to our vocation with God. Now, you know that part of the story. Remember in the, in the beginning, God wanted to fellowship with us and partner with us to make a difference on the planet. What was the difference that needed to be made? Everything wasn't like Eden. Eden was one thing. The rest of the world was good, but not like Eden. We were to go and make the rest of the world like Eden. We were going to partner with God. He was going to empower us to do that. We were all going to be gardeners. And it was going to be awesome. Until, until we decided not to. But now, once again, our vocation has been restored. We're to partner with God to make a difference in the world. Now what we do is, as image bearers, we re, we're to reflect God into the world so that people know that there's God and that he loves them. And we're to reflect the praises of the world back to God. And it makes a difference on the planet. And so this fruit really needs to be developed in us. And, and I love the list of the fruit. See, this is what it looks like to be more human. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. That's what this whole series has been about. Let's, we live by the Spirit. Let's keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. This is how we're supposed to live. Now, here's what's interesting about the lists. I think it's interesting anyway. So, that first list, the dehumanizing one, thank you. Um, so, let's call those vices. And here's the thing about vices. They're pretty easy. I mean, you, you kind of just roll with them. They don't require a whole lot of thought. You just kind of move into your vices, right? They just kind of happen. They kind of happen naturally because they're part of your nature. And so they sort of happen. And, and, and so we have those things that are happening naturally, and we have the fruit of the Spirit, and those things are developed supernaturally. But the natural stuff happens, and, and so we need to be aware of that. And so the fruit of the Spirit looks amazing. Like, I love that. So the, the, the first one in the fruit of the Spirit is love. That's a great place to start, right? And that's the fruit that we're to be developing in. We're to love well. We're to, we're to love God, love one another, love our neighbors. We're supposed to be known by our love. And I, I, you know, I would like to be known that way, I, and i got a long way to go. Because it's not... <laughs> We love a lot of times because we want to be loved and we'll do it for that reason or we have some motives behind it that aren't good or we're trying, but, but this love of God is different and it, it just is something the Holy Spirit wants to do in us. And so it has to be developed and so we have to say, Holy Spirit, would you help me? I want to love my heart's desire. I just want to be, be known like that. Somebody that loves well, that loves extravagantly. And I get it sometimes and sometimes I don't. And, and so, you know, like, 
I would like to get to the place where when I'm driving and someone does something that I don't agree with, that my first reaction is way more positive than it normally is. And I have grown in this area. I got to tell you, I, I just, I kind of keep it in the car now. My response is, it's in the car. And it's down below the windows, too. In the car, it's down below the windows. It's a big improvement. But we were, we were, you know, Alice and I, loving Jesus this morning. We're coming to church. Hallelujah. All is well. God is good. Just pulling out down the little, little road. And all of a sudden, the person in front of me, God bless him. And you could be here now. I don't know. <laughs> Decides to stop in the middle of the road to have a conversation with somebody else. In their vehicle. And what did I say? Hallelujah! <laughs> yes, God! Yes! It's exactly what I wanted to happen. I'm going to take some time and pray. I'm going to read my word while I sit here. All is well. I had some things to say. I said them to my wife about this person. And then I'm like, well, but I don't want to be like that. But I didn't say them out loud. And I, I you know, I didn't... Didn't honk. I didn't do anything mean. Just assessed the situation and carefully drove around and went on my way. All was good. But I would, I would love to get to that place where that just happens without that other stuff going on. Without that quick natural thing taking place. I just like this other thing to go. And so he's working with me. Holy Spirit, will you help me? I just want to love well. These, that shouldn't matter. Those things, they just shouldn't matter. If somebody doesn't know how to drive properly, it's not my job to teach them. <laughs> going slow in the left lane, I don't need to get six inches away from them to see if they get the point, because you know what? They never do. Thank you very much. I am so far off track. Here we go. Vices are easy, but developing fruit, see, you've got to think about that. That's, that's, that's the process. You've got to ask Holy Spirit to help you. You have to engage in that. Joy is the next one. Doesn't joy sound right? And, and Paul says, be joyful always. Rejoice in the Lord always. It's something that we're supposed to... Not pretend the happy, skippy joy, but this settledness in Him. And sometimes when you don't feel that, you've got to ask Holy Spirit, I'm not feeling that way at all. Would you help me? And He will. Peace is the next one. Whew. Anybody here ever feel Anxious? Worried? Wonder what's coming next? <laughs> but, and I tell you that, I, and I know that one, I know I have what I have to do in that one to get, ooh, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. See, that's, I have to cooperate. To get that, I have to, I have to, oh, I need the Holy Spirit, I need you. You're with me, He'll do it. But I, I learned to partner with Him, I learned to yield. To what he's doing. And that's where I experience life. And that fruit is developed in me. And as that fruit develops, it changes the world around me. I'm partnering him, making a difference. And I don't in that other list. It's, it's when I'm being more fully human that I make a difference. I love to read the Gospels and watch Jesus and how he lives. Because he's, he's the model of humanity as God intended it to be. And you ever, If you read the Gospels honestly, does he do things all the time differently than you would do? Yes, he does in me anyway. Boy, he's always 
people, everybody wanted to be around Jesus. Everybody. All the, the, the hyper-religious folks that were way off track and the, the, the worst of the sinners, everybody was drawn to Jesus. Why? He loved so well. He was, he was humanity as God intended to be. That's what's supposed to be happening in us. People, people are just to, supposed to be naturally drawn to us and they're supposed to say, well, why? Why is it happening? It's not me. It's Holy Spirit in me. It's the love of God flowing through me. See, that's what we're being called to. So we have to allow Holy Spirit to just move in us. We yield to Him and have this fruit developed in us. And that's what makes the big difference. So it's about part of being the family of God. It's not rule following. It's being more human. It's being what God intended us to be. Partnering with Him in this world and making a difference. So that's what's happening in Galatians 5. And uh, we're going to get into Galatians 6 next week, and we'll probably shut the series down there. I've got some more directions to go. But some really cool stuff is coming, and that gives you enough stuff to think about this week. I think, Alice, why don't you come up, and we'll pray, and we'll dismiss. And we'll all drive really well on the way home. <laughs> love. Ooh, help me to love well. Ooh, that person needs lots of lots of love. What you don't know is after stuff like that happens, we spend the next three minutes going, I'm sorry, Jesus, I'm sorry, Jesus, I'm sorry, Jesus, because we're on our way to church, right? And we've only said it to each other. Nobody else knows. You know, we drove by that situation. <laughs> Help us, Lord. Holy Spirit, won't you come? Just meet us where we're at today. So many things happening in all of our lives. And hard stuff and good stuff and everything in between. And would you just come and settle us in you? Help us to yield to you and to grow in you and to move in you and to love like you do and to, to see like you do and to make a difference in the world for you. Help us to live more like Jesus. And to have that kind of impact in the world around us. The world needs love. Your love, God. And so settle us in you. And let us experience and develop that fruit that you want to give us. So that not only we might find life, but we would impact people around us with your life. Alice? Amen. I feel like there's somebody struggling right now with really intense TMJ. I don't know if that's online or here, but if that's you, the Lord wants to touch you and heal you today. Lord, just bring your presence over that right now. In Jesus' name, wherever you are, wherever you're at, there's no distance in prayer. The Lord just wants to touch it. And then Pastor Georgina got a word this morning when we were um, singing the last song, Rattle. Um, when you heard the, the lyrics and maybe even read them, my God is able to save and deliver and heal and restore anything that he wants to. And you said, what about me, Lord? I've not been healed nor restored. So this is probably someone that's maybe struggling with, with something not working right, either in your body or in your life. And Georgina has a, Pastor Georgina has a scripture for you, and it's Second Corinthians 2.8. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So there's something sacred going on in your life with that not getting healed. And then I felt like the Lord showed me this morning um, that he, he, you know, fruits of the Spirit are supernatural. 
And he wants to put some supernatural peace into some of us this morning. He wants that to just flow through you. And so if you're feeling anxious or depressed or maybe just out of sorts, let's ask God for a little bit of that supernatural peace this morning. If you're online or you're here, just hear my prayer for you today. Thank you, Lord, for your peace that passes understanding. Like a river, let it flow. Let it flow over our hearts and over our minds, Lord, that that hamster wheel of our minds would stop and your peace would take its rightful place, that our thoughts and our eyes would be completely focused on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. I got peace like a river. I got peace like a river. I'm not going to do that right now. Okay. All of this amazing life starts with Jesus. He's done it all for us at the cross and defeating death. Our part is just to hear it, respond to it, believe in our hearts, confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord. That's what it takes to get into the story. Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? If you've never said it, meant it, do it now. Here, online, wherever. Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? And that starts an amazing journey, the best one in the universe. If you've done that for the first time today, I want to know. Please text the word HEART, H-E-A-R-T, to that number, 305-745-7513, so I can know and celebrate with you. Church, thank you again for your amazing generosity, your faithfulness to give, to tithe, your offerings. You're awesome. You're amazing. And we so appreciate you. That's the way you can do that online uh, or by mail if you would like. And uh, if you're here, there's offering boxes here and here and by the doors on the way out. Thank you again. Let's sing doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here today. Hope you have a great day. Get out there if you can and catch some fish. It's a little chilly, but you can do that. Hope your team wins. Be thankful for five things. Encourage two people so you can get one lost child back to dad. God bless you all. Head out this way because the doors will be open for you. We'll see you soon. Hey, we just want to say goodbye to everybody online. God bless you. Thanks for watching. We'll be in Galatians 6 next week. Enjoy the fruit of the Spirit and cooperate with Him and partner with Him so it's developed in your life. And um, we are so thankful that you were here with us today. We love you all. We miss your faces, but we know we'll all be together soon. And have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching today's service from Keys Vineyard Community Church. Make sure to like us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. For more information, log on to keysvineyard.com. We'll see you next time.